Hey, I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Boy, these sure are exciting times. Judge Bum in the federal court case released her incredible decision. I mean, it is 235 pages. It is decisive. It is virtually a book unto itself. And this really lays out her opinion so strongly, so well done. You know, she knows that this is going to most likely go up the line. And she has really put forward an incredibly strong uh, opinion and an order on the preliminary injunction, which has changed a number of things, some really spectacular things. And what I want to do today is go through the changes and go through what is essentially what you need to know if you're carrying a handgun in New Jersey with a carry permit. What is the law now? What do you need to know? Where can you carry? Where can't you carry? You know, kind of a basic fundamental understanding of the rules that you can hear from me so that you don't get into trouble and that you know where we stand. And let me just say right off, one of the most important things that uh, the judge did was enjoin, which is stop the application of, stop the enforcement of uh, the insurance mandate. In the carry killer anti-civil rights bill by Murphy and the Democrats, the bill amongst a whole bunch of other things, uh, mandated that individuals have liability insurance if they carry a gun in public. And this was to take effect uh, uh, on in July, and it would have been devastating because no such insurance is available. Nothing meets the bill because the law essentially required insurance companies to insure intentional acts, and nobody was touching it. So we were heading into a disaster if the insurance requirement was not found to be unconstitutional and enjoined. And I'm happy to say that that's exactly what happened. So we are in good shape over that being killed by the judge. No insurance mandate. Huge news because it had the potential to absolutely wreck havoc because it's not just permit holders, those who carry permits, but anybody who carries a firearm in public needed insurance. So even if you didn't have a carry permit and you carried your handgun at the range to practice or you carried your handgun in your place of business that was open to the public, even though you'd normally be allowed to, you would be required to have insurance, even without a permit. So it would just wreck havoc. So that has been enjoined. You do not need to get liability insurance to exercise your Second Amendment rights to carry in public and defend yourself. Now let's take a look at the situation because we're, you're, you're all excited now. You, you got your carry permit. You're looking forward to be able to defend yourself and your loved ones and no longer be a victim 
but rather a defender if you ever had to be, and you're no longer denied the most effective means to defend yourself and your loved ones. But what are the parameters that you need to know? Well, starting right away with the permit itself, permits themselves are good for two years. That didn't change, so keep that in mind. You don't want to forget about your carry permit and have it expire. They last for two years. The uh, permit applies only to handguns carried by the actual permit holder. So it, your permit to carry doesn't allow your spouse to carry a gun unless your spouse has his or her own carry permit. The law does require that your firearm be carried concealed on your person. It uh, does not authorize individuals to carry openly. So New Jersey has strictly has concealed carry, not open carry. The only exception to that is if there's a brief incidental exposure of the handgun when you're transferring it from a holster or shifting of your body or clothing. But uh, other than those brief incidental exposures, it needs to stay concealed and open carry is prohibited. The application fee that you paid uh, is still in effect of the $200. And um, make sure when you carry that you have the proper holster, because not only does it have to be on your person concealed, but the holster has to retain the hand, uh, handgun, and at a minimum, it has to conceal and protect the main body of the firearm. It has to maintain the firearm in a consistent and accessible position. So make sure you have a good belt rig for your uh, firearm. And it has to, you have to make sure the holster covers the trigger and it is inaccessible. The trigger is inaccessible while the handgun is seated in the holster. You need to have a holster that conforms to this because if your holster doesn't conform, then that's illegal and you can face a uh, felony charge for not having the proper holster. So you want to make sure you have that proper holster. The uh, law does impose on permit holders what is called a duty to disclose. So you need to know that you must reveal to an officer that you're carrying. And this kicks in in July, but you should make sure you get your mindset uh, established so that if you're ever stopped or detained, by a law enforcement officer while carrying your handgun, either in public or traveling with it in a motor vehicle, you must immediately, and that's the word, immediately disclose to the officer that you're carrying the handgun or if it's stored in the vehicle. So even if you're transporting it, you know, case unloaded, but you're a permit holder, you have to disclose that it's stored in the vehicle or that you're carrying it. That duty to disclose is on all folks that have a permit to carry. Now, interestingly, if you don't have a permit to carry, you do not have a duty to disclose. That's right. It only applies to permit to carry holders. And not only do you have to immediately disclose that you're carrying that handgun, and if you fail to do it, it's a crime of the fourth degree. You're looking at up to 18 months in state's prison if you fail to do that. But you also must display your carry permit to the officer, and your failure to display it is a disorderly person's offense, which carries up to six months in the county jail. So when you're carrying your handgun, make sure that you have your permit with you so that if you have to disclose, you can immediately show 
your permit as well, and that is required by law. Now, additionally, if you end up getting detained uh, by law enforcement as part of a criminal investigation, let's say you were engaged in a righteous shoot or any other matter where there's a criminal investigation, and uh, you must provide your handgun to the officer upon request for purposes of inspecting the handgun. So if the officer requests to see your handgun, you must turn it over. Your failure to do that is also a fourth-degree crime, and you face 18 months if you do not do that. Now let's go over some key things that you cannot do while carrying your handgun. And this is in addition to what's called the sensitive places that we'll get to in a minute. These things are still in effect. These are not enjoined. And it's important that you abide by these things. Number one, you cannot consume alcohol, cannabis, or a controlled substance while carrying a handgun. So no consumption of alcohol, cannabis, or what's called CDS, basically drugs, while carrying a handgun. You cannot be under the influence of alcohol, cannabis, or a controlled substance while carrying a handgun. You can also not carry a handgun in public outside of your holster, and you cannot uh, carry it in a holster that doesn't meet the holster requirements. You cannot carry more than two firearms at one time. You can't do the John Bianchi thing where you have 40 handguns all over you. Can't do that. Two is the max. And you're also prohibited from engaging in what is called an unjustifiable display of a handgun, which they don't define in much detail, but basically keep that covered, keep it concealed, and don't be displaying your handgun. Now, additionally, there are 25 sensitive places, and a number of these sensitive places have been enjoined. And let's review them so that you don't have a problem. So one of the uh, sensitive places is basically any place that's used by the government, okay, for purposes of government administration, and it particularly notes that it includes police stations. So do not bring your gun into a police station or other facility that is used for government administration. You cannot have your gun in a, in a courthouse or a courtroom or other premises used to conduct judicial or court proceedings. And that's kind of a, uh, a standard uh, prohibition that's very common throughout America. Additionally, you cannot have your gun at a correctional institution, at a jail, at a prison. Do not bring your gun to prison, okay? Do you have to write that one down? I don't think so. But uh, keep it in mind, it is a prohibited place. You cannot have your handgun at a state-contracted halfway house. Now, how you're supposed to identify what a state-contracted halfway house is, I have no idea. It's not like they put up big neon signs that say state-contracted halfway house. But if for some reason you end up uh, in such a place, do not carry your gun there. Additionally, it is prohibited from having your gun at a place used as a polling place during the conduct of an election. Okay, you can't have your gun at, at a place where you go vote and also at places used for the storage 
or tabulation of ballots, and you can't have your gun at a place being used to commit election fraud. No, I'm just kidding about that second part. But you can't have it at a place where there's storage or tabulation of ballots, and you cannot have it at a voting place or polling place. Now, one of the things that was uh, prohibited, and it was not enjoined in the original TRO, but in fact got enjoined now in the new preliminary injunction um, order, and that is carrying within 100 feet of a place where a public gathering, demonstration, or event is held for which a government permit is required and any time during the conduct of that gathering, demonstration, or event. That has been enjoined. You are not any longer, you're no longer prohibited from carrying at a public gathering or demonstration or event where a government permit is required. Uh, the judge has enjoined that. So that was a nice gain, a nice win, because how would you even know whether a public gathering required a permit. doesn't mean they even had to get a permit. How do you even know that a public gathering was going to take place? How are you going to even know any of this? So luckily, that has been enjoined, and you don't have to worry about that prohibition for now. Now, there's still a prohibition on colleges and schools and universities and other educational institutions and on uh, school buses, so do not carry in educational institutions or any of the property uh, associated with that. Remember, these places include the parking lots and property, et cetera, of the prohibited places. So be very much aware of that. You don't want to have a problem. Educational facilities is also prohibited in other section and has been a prohibition in New Jersey for quite a while. Now, they also prohibit at a child care facility and a daycare center. So you cannot carry at a child care facility or a daycare center. And additionally, you cannot carry at a nursery school or a preschool or a summer camp. However, in that same category, there was placed zoos. Now, I don't know why they put nursery school, preschool, zoo, and summer camp, why zoo was in those three, but I guess if you have kids, maybe you think zoo is appropriate to be with those three. But nonetheless, zoos have been enjoined. So if you wish to bring your carry gun to the zoo, that is no longer prohibited, but nursery schools, preschools, and summer camps are. There's another big one here that actually um, was uh, continued to be enjoined, and that was uh, a park and a beach and a recreational facility or area owned or controlled by the state, county, or local government in which it was designated as a gun-free zone by the governing authority. That has been enjoined. You can carry at a park, a beach, or recreational facility or area. What you cannot carry in, though, what has remained as law that is enforceable is playgrounds. You cannot have your gun at a playground, but a beach, a park, a recreational area, or other area owned or controlled by the state uh, for such things, you can. It is limited to playground. 
There's still a prohibition on having your firearm at a youth sporting event, both during and immediately preceding the event. And uh, the only exception to that is it doesn't include a youth sporting event in which there's firearm shooting competition. How nice, because it's very hard to compete in a firearm shooting competition without firearms. But that has been enjoined, uh, has not been enjoined. Uh, but there is an exemption for firearm shooting competition. But that's it for youth sporting events. There was a prohibition on publicly owned or leased library or museums that has been enjoined. So you can carry at a publicly owned or leased library or museum. Let me uh, take a break right now. And when we come back, I'm going to finish reviewing with you the places you can and can't carry and the important things you need to know so that you can safely carry your handgun with your permit and not run into trouble. See you in a few. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan Knappen. Thanks for being a listener. I have so many great folks that listen to the show, and I love speaking with you, and I'm so glad when folks come up to me and they tell me how much they enjoy the show. It really means a lot to me, and I really like that I'm able to get out and educate folks so that you don't end up needing to hire me to defend you because uh, that is not a fun position to be in when the state of New Jersey wants to turn you into a criminal. So knowledge is the key, and it is absolutely um, uh, required upon you to know the law, and that's what we try to help educate our listeners so that they don't run into trouble. And I'm very proud to have some great sponsors of the show, and I would uh, point out, as many of you know, that the State Association, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, is a sponsor of Gun Lawyer, and it is the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs that is the premier gun rights organization in New Jersey. They were there litigating the very decision that we're talking about now. Their uh, action in court 
is what got us to these various prohibitions being enjoined. And the uh, court case was ordered by my good friend and, uh, and colleague. It was argued by Dan Schmutter. He did a fantastic job. And I would point out that the association is there for you. And they're there on the forefront of the litigation. And they're also there in Trenton with a full-time paid lobbyist, keeping a strong, strong presence and a, and a, and a clear eye on what is going on in Trenton so that you can be uh, warned about the shenanigans going on down there and what actions you can take to help fight for our gun rights. So look, you need to be a member of the State Association, which is the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. That's the umbrella organization, it's the NRA affiliate, and it is critical that you belong to the State Association. You can go to anjrpc.org and join. You will get email alerts as to the latest uh, activities going on that affect our gun rights. You'll get a newsletter, a printed newsletter that's the finest gun rights newsletter in New Jersey. You will also know that you are being part of the solution by joining the association. I also want to thank our sponsor, We Shoot. We Shoot is a top-of-the-line range in Lakewood, and We Shoot has just a fantastic facility right there, so easy to get to from Monmouth and Ocean County and the surrounding area. And You know, our ranges are super important because without ranges, we don't have a place to shoot. And in a crowded state like New Jersey, ranges are a blessing, and they are critical to our right to keep their arms. And We Shoot is really fulfilling a role there that is incomparable. And I want to tell you that uh, We Shoot has had some recent uh, excitement. Uh, recently uh, host Judy from the Dennis and Judy Show on 101.5 stopped in for a beginner's class with Heidi, the instructor Heidi that we've talked about on the show before. And Judy really had a great time, and uh, she decided to join the We Shoot community, which is just great. And we can get that kind of outreach at ranges, and we can get folks shooting that are influential folks like that. It's really important. Look, that's what We Shoot's doing. And they really take pride in their continuous efforts to invite influential figures and engage them with the Second Amendment experience. And they uh, offer a great opportunity to understand and appreciate safety and discipline that really defines the art of shooting. That's what we need our rangers to do. And this is a mission. This is a mission, a calling. It's critical. And that's how we protect our rights. We shoot really shatters the misconceptions. They show that the, you know, that the gun community is, is often you know, misportrayed you know, continuously in the media, right? But once folks actually experience and they prioritize what is safety and they treat the sport with respect and they see how professional ranges and what shooting is all about, that's really important and critical, and it's really great that We Shoot's out there doing that, and it protects all our rights and enforces the Second Amendment. Now, one of the things I find really nice is that We Shoot is actually offering listeners of 
gun lawyer a special deal. And what it is, is from May 21st to May 31st, you can get a free range pass. All you have to mention is the promo code. I'm going to let you know the secret promo code. Ready? It's gun lawyer. That's right. Go to WeShoot and tell them gun lawyer, and you get a free range pass. So you can experience firsthand what I'm talking about, about how great that we shoot range is. you got a place to shoot, and not only that, a place you can shoot for free. Just say the word gun lawyer, and you'll get that free range pass, and you can share that code with your friends and family, and go down to we shoot and really have a great time and a great great experience there, and you'll see why I'm so proud to have We Shoot as a sponsor. Additionally, We Shoot is extremely uh, grateful for the Americans that have served and sacrificed for our country and for our freedoms, and they are also offering uh, all active and past members of the armed forces as long as you show proof of service, a free range pass for Memorial Day weekend. So Saturday, May 26th, and Sunday, May 27th, if you have prior armed forces service, you can get a free range pass as well. So they're really out there. They want you to try We Shoot, and you'll see what a great facility it is. And you can get these free passes by either... uh, being a prior military, a prior military service, or just mentioning gun lawyer. And uh, you can really take the day and have a great time at the range. If you want more information, go to We Shoot USA. That's www.weshootusa.com. And uh, take a look at their website. They have really great photos, too. They have professional quality photos. They just do a really fantastic job. And so proud to have them as a sponsor. So one other last thing, I will shamelessly promote my new book, which is the 25th anniversary edition of New Jersey Gun Law. It's uh, 516 pages. What I'm talking about today, I've explained 120 topics in detailed question and answer format so that anyone can understand complexities of New Jersey gun law. This is now, I can't believe it, 25th anniversary. It's my masterpiece. And the greatest thing about it is it has a QR code that you scan on the front. You just register for free. Go right to the subscriber. It's free. And you will get updates and alerts so that the book will continuously be current. Because that's one of the things when you get a law book, you know, the law changes. Well, this way, I'm keeping you current, and if you uh, go there now, you'll see that there's an update on the case thing we're talking about right now. An update's there, so you can have it printed, you can read it, and you can have it to reference again, and you know exactly what the updates are and how the law is changing. So you get the book that's your base of all the laws, and then anything new, any changes, you're going to know by way of that update. So you can purchase it at my website. Just go to evannappen.com. You'll see the big orange book. Just click it and get yourself a copy. I know you'll uh, get a lot of uh, use out of it. And one warning I'll have to tell you is 
when you get the book, don't lend it to anybody because you won't get it back. I hear that complaint a lot. I loaned my book and didn't get it back. Got to buy another one, which I'm glad if you have to buy another one because I like to sell books. But keep it in mind, it's very desirable. Let's take a stroll back here at the places you need to be aware of so that you don't have a problem. You cannot have your gun in shelters, various shelters, shelters for the homeless, emergency shelters for the homeless, basic centers, shelter programs, shelters for homeless or runaway youth, children's shelter, children's child care shelter, shelter for victims of domestic violence, or any shelter licensed or under the control of the Juvenile Justice Commitment, uh, Commission or the Department of Children and Families. So beware of shelters. You also can't have the, your gun at a community residence for persons with developmental disabilities, head injuries or terminal injury, terminal illness, or any other residential setting licensed by the Department of Human Services or the Department of Health. Those prohibitions are still there. They're still considered sensitive places. Don't carry your gun there. Now, one of the prohibitions that has been enjoined was a bar or restaurant where alcohol is served and any other site or facility where alcohol is sold for the consumption on the premises. That has been enjoined. You can, in fact, have your gun at a bar or restaurant or a place where alcohol or any other site or facility where alcohol is sold for consumption. You can have your gun there. That has been enjoined, and you're not prohibited. Now, of course, you are prohibited from imbibing. You're prohibited from drinking and you're prohibited from being under the influence of alcohol, but you can be at a place where alcohol is served. There's a prohibition on class five cannabis retailers. So the dispensaries for medical marijuana or recreational marijuana, any of those places that are regulated or licensed by the Cannabis Regulatory Commission, you know, where the state of New Jersey violates federal law by selling marijuana illegally under federal law. You know that place? Yeah, you can't have your gun there. So don't bring your gun to any of the uh, drug uh, distribution centers um, licensed by New Jersey, contrary to federal law. They don't want you there with your gun. Additionally, there is a there, uh, there was a prohibition. This one's been enjoined, and I'm happy to say so on privately or publicly owned and operated entertainment facilities within the state, including but not limited to a theater, a stadium, a museum, arena, racetrack, or other place where performances, concerts, exhibits, games, or contests are held. And guess what? That was outrageous. Think about the atrocities committed at movie theaters. And if an individual had been armed, they could have stopped it. And here, the... Uh, New Jersey uh, Democrats go and say, oh, no, no, we don't want you carrying in movie theaters. I mean, exactly the opposite. You want you to remain victims, not defenders. It's outrageous. Well, that's been enjoined. You can have your firearm and you can carry in privately or publicly owned and operated entertainment facilities, including but not limited to theaters, stadiums, museums, arenas and racetracks, etc. And so that is really good news that we're not disarmed in those places. There was also a prohibition on carrying in casinos, including but not limited to their hotels and retail premises and restaurants and other facilities and entertainment and restaurant venues all with the casinos, and that has been enjoined. So the law prohibiting it 
is no longer enforceable. However, the casinos have conspired altogether through their uh, organization, and they are privately banning firearms at their facilities. They decided to uh, go against our Second Amendment rights uh, as private property owners, and they're prohibiting guns on their premises. And if you uh, violate that, then you are a trespasser and can be prosecuted. So the uh, call by the state association is to boycott the casinos. They don't They don't recognize our Second Amendment rights. They're, in fact, opposing our Second Amendment rights. They want you to be uh, victimized more than just by your wallet going in the casino, but your very personal safety. So they're prohibiting uh, you from being able to defend yourself uh, at those facilities. So even though the law itself was enjoined, you still uh, have that prohibition to worry about from a private entity. So don't give them your business. There's a prohibition on uh, what is essentially a plant or operation that produces, converts, distributes, or stores energy and converts one form of energy to another. And that's so broad and ridiculous you would think that you know, for vagueness, it should have been knocked out. I guess we're just calling it an energy plant, for lack of a better word. But it's almost like, what, if you're standing by a solar panel, you can't have your gun? I don't know. But uh, that's going to take more uh, litigation, I'm sure, in the uh, final hearing. And let's see what that's really about. But for now, it's not been enjoined. But, of course, how it's defined and what it means, that's another story. There's a prohibition that you you cannot have your firearm at an airport or a public transportation hub. Now, what the judge did there is interesting. There is a partial, a partial enjoining of that to the degree that you can pick up your and drop off as long as you don't go in. And if you go in, you can still check in your gun if you're transporting it properly. But short of that, you can't have your guns at airports or transportation hub, the uh, judge did uh, not enjoin it in its entirety. So that's going to take further litigation to see exactly what the parameters are. But be very careful uh, when dealing with airports and public transportation hubs. You're really going to have to not have a reliance on your carry permit there, but more on uh, Title 18-926A of the federal law for interstate transport or reliance upon exemptions uh, for your uh, transport in these places. Additionally prohibited was an entire list of health care facilities. And interestingly, there's been some a uh, number of these places, a couple of these that are very important, were enjoined. So you cannot carry at a health care facility, including but not limited to a general hospital or a special hospital, a psychiatric hospital, a public health center, a diagnostic center, treatment center, rehabilitation center, extended care facility, a skilled nursing home, a nursing home, uh, intermediate care facility, tuberculosis hospital, chronic disease hospital, maternity hospital, outpatient clinic, dispensary, assisted living center, home health care agency, residential treatment facility, residential health care facility, and then the last two, medical office or ambulatory care facility, those two have been enjoined. So you can carry in a medical office or ambulatory care facility, but you cannot carry in all the others. And that would still mean majorly your hospitals and such. 
But as far as the doctor's office or the ambulatory ambulatory care, then you are uh, it, that's been enjoined of that section, and we'll see how much of that survives in the final hearing. But for now, that's the limitation. But we did gain in the decision medical office and ambulatory care facility. There is still a prohibition on any uh, facility licensed or regulated by the Department of Human Services or Department of Children and Family or Department of Health other than a healthcare facility that provides addiction or mental health treatment or support services. The prohibition on a public location being used for the making of motion picture or television images for theatrical, commercial, or educational purposes during such time the location is being used for that purpose. That was the prohibition. We called that the Alec Baldwin prohibition, and the judge has enjoined that. So you can, in fact, have your gun at a public location used for making motion pictures or television images, etc. That has been enjoined, and it is okay now. Then there was the private property prohibition. Now, we're going to have to explain this. This is uh, an interesting uh, decision on how this works. There's a prohibition that says private property, including but not limited to residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural, institutional, or undeveloped property, unless the owner has provided express consent or has posted a sign that is permissible to carry your handgun with a valid permit. And uh, the exemptions, the normal exemptions still apply, you know, under 39.6, you know, E and F for your home or your place of business. But short of that, private property in its entirety was prohibited unless there was a express consent or a sign. Now, what the judge did here is interesting. The judge decided that as far as private property that is open to the public, that is enjoined. You do not have to have express consent or see a posted sign affirmatively allowing you to carry if it is public use private property. So you, the bar doesn't apply to that. But on private property that is not public use, such as, you know, arguably your friend's house or something like that, then you need to have the express consent or a sign welcoming it, welcoming and saying it is permissible to carry a concealed handgun with a valid permit under 58.4. So the, it's kind of split the baby there, the difference between private property being used for public purposes and not. So one of the things I was thinking about with this, just as a side, is I think all private property owners that believe in gun rights should put signs on their property that carry with a permit is lawfully permitted. And think about it. Not only if you put that sign on your private personal property that you have no problem and, in fact, encourage the uh, licensee to carry, not only are you standing up for gun rights, but also you're giving uh, folks that might consider robbing your home second thoughts. Because if you're welcoming concealed carry, uh, they probably want to find a home that isn't so welcoming 
for folks that uh, are willing to defend themselves and have others uh, defend themselves. So something to think about, but that's how to deal with that exemption. Now uh, it's the uh, it's the decision by the judge in this manner, so make sure you understand that and don't have a problem. And then finally, any other place where the carrying of firearms prohibited by statute, rule, or regulation promulgated by a federal state agency is very broad, but uh, it's you know kind of hard to define, but uh, anywhere else there's a rule or reg, that has not been enjoined, but of course it remains to be seen what exactly they're even talking about, but I'm sure it'll come up in some capacity. Now in addition to the 25 sensitive places, there's the transport in a motor vehicle, where we called that the, as you may recall, the carjacker protection bill, because uh, Murphy and the Democrats prohibited an individual from having a loaded handgun, even though they have a permit to carry, in their own vehicle for protection. And that's just an absurdity beyond absurdity. And the judge has enjoined that, stayed enjoined. So you can have your handgun in your motor vehicle, concealed on your person, loaded. It's not a problem to do that. It has been enjoined. Now, keep in mind that even though that's been enjoined, which is very good, you don't ever, you cannot ever leave your handgun uh, outside your immediate possession or control within a parked vehicle. So if you park your car and you're not taking your handgun, it needs to be unloaded and contained in a closed and securely fastened case, gun box, is not visible from the outside of the vehicle or locked unloaded in the trunk or storage area. Listen, be responsible gun owners here. Get the locking gun safe for the car. They're less than 50 bucks. It has a cable. It'll strap around the base of your seat. Secure your unloaded firearm. Lock it up. Slide it under the seat so it's out of view in a secured gun safe made for such things. Please be responsible and go beyond the law here because you don't want your gun stolen and you don't want somebody else to access your gun. And so this is something that you really should conscientiously uh, do. Now, if you end up in one of these sensitive areas, what do you do? Well, what it says, if you have a permit to carry and you're otherwise prohibited from carrying a concealed firearm into the parking area of a prohibited location, the law says that you can transport the handgun or ammunition within the vehicle into or out of the parking area provided your handgun's unloaded, contained in a closed and securely fastened case, gun box, or locked unloaded in the trunk or storage area. Again, use this gun safe here. Lock it in the safe that's cabled and put it out of view. Or you can store the handgun or ammunition in a lockbox. I even mentioned that in the second part and out of plain view within the parking lot. That's the thing to do. Put it in that locked lockbox designed to secure firearms with the cabling device that goes around the base of your seat. Secure it and put it under the seat out of plain view. Be responsible and be in compliance with that requirement. Those are the sensitive places. That's how to deal with it. Now, in addition, there's broad there's some broad exemptions to all of it that include the classic exemptions that we've relied upon for years and years and years in New Jersey, which is subsection E and F of 39.6. And the E, as you may recall, is possession in one's home, possession in one's place of business, as long as you actually own the business, your business, that's an exempt place. Going 
to the gunsmith with your uh, firearm going uh, between residences and such while moving. But during the whole time you're doing that, it has to be pursuant to subsection G, which is unloaded and in a secure gun box case, et cetera, or locked in the trunk. Again, I highly suggest using that lock box so you have it secured. And as long as you stay with an exemption, that can exempt you from these sensitive places. That is what you need to know as a person carrying a handgun under a carry permit. Those are the prohibited places and the new changes that the judge has put forward. And now let me just leave you with something very important, and that is the state of New Jersey is appealing the decision, and that's no surprise. However, they are trying and requesting to get what is called a stay. If the state of New Jersey gets a stay, that means everything that's been enjoined is no longer enjoined. And that will mean that the entire carry killer anti-civil rights bill passed by Murphy and the Democrats will be in force. And if that happens, then the insurance mandate will be required and every sensitive place will exist. And all of this gain that we've gotten in the preliminary and in the TRO will be wiped out, maybe temporarily, because then it's going to take the appeal, but that'll take a while for that appeal to finally get adjudicated. And during that time period, the law will be in effect. So that is a bomb that can go off on our rights. We better hope that there is no stay granted. Because putting aside all the horrible things in this bill, the insurance mandate is the ultimate killer of them all because no such insurance is even sold and it will have such broad implications and it will wipe out your ability to carry even with a permit. And if you carry without insurance, then you're looking at serious felony level charges, serious jail time. So you cannot do that. So luckily, right now, we've got great victories. We've gotten so much of this horrible law enjoined. It's in a position where we can uh, operate within its framework and hopefully we'll achieve even more uh, results with the final litigation. But in between now and then, if that uh, stay is in fact put in place, it's going to be hell. So let's hope and pray for the best, and we will see what happens. And this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.